0: On the Scott Thompson Show on AM nine hundred CHML. This story broke out of uh, Global News, uh, Toronto, and and again, just m- more reporting on how how much of an impact uh, Premier Wins Energy mistake has been to a lot of people uh, as a result of Global News uh, and uh, Mike Droulet's report from Global National uh, investigating people who had been cut off, people who had been disconnected. Uh, And it's something like $1,400. Uh, Finally, Hydro One and the government are going to take some action. Uh, Here's Carol, and this isn't her real name. Uh, Mike, of course, interviewed her about her situation.
1: We were part of the billing error problem that Hydro experienced about two years ago. And we didn't get a bill for about four or five months. And so I was, my husband and I were, putting money into our hydro account thinking that we were covering you know what we should be and then in september of 2015 we got a huge bill for uh twelve thousand dollars and so when we got this bill i called hydro and said you know there's no way we can pay it so they set us up with a payment plan which we followed and then we got a call a week later saying you have to pay this bill and i said wait a minute (laughs) we we already set up a payment plan oh it wasn't recorded i said okay so we set up another one, but every time we set one up, it the, the, the amount became higher and higher and higher because they could do it over fewer months. So by the time um, the end of April rolled around uh, 2016, we were up to close to $900 just in arrears payment. We were trying to pay, and we were we were paying at the expense of everything else. So with our current hydro bills, because we're in rural Ontario, um, and it was winter time. We were paying, paying anywhere between 80, excuse me, $1,800 to $2,000 a month. Then, when um, you know the end of the end of April rolled around, and we were about my husband's pay went in the following morning at 12 a.m. And I called Hydro and said, you know, it's not going to come in until you know 12 a.m. Can I pay it then? And they said, no, our computers will recognize it as being late. And that's a default on the payment plan. You have to pay the whole amount.
0: Wow, that's a clip from the Bill Kelly Show. Uh, Mike Droulet, Global National, uh, broke this story. And uh, Carol telling her story. This is what Hydro One had to say.
2: No, oh, I was almost apoplectic. I was, I was, I was beside myself. And when I, I shared the story with my colleagues, they're like, "Holy smokes!" And we just decided, okay, we're going to run this on Global Toronto, and we're going to run this on Global National, and we're going to, we're going to put it across all of our platforms, and we're going to take this directly to Hydro One, and we're going to, we're going to get in their face, and we're going to say, "What is wrong with you?" And we, we gave it to them, and uh, we gave them the story. We should we presented to them, and they sort of looked at us and said, oh dear, um, you know what, that doesn't sound right. Uh, Give us her number, which we didn't, and let us talk to her. So we took their number down, and we had Carol
0: call them the next day. And here's Carol talking about the end result.
1: Um, I called him, and he wasn't in the office, so I left a message with um, uh, uh, another lady there, he called me back within about an hour from Alberta, and I told him what happened, and he was very apologetic, and he kept saying, I'm sorry what your fa- for what your family has been going through, um, and he asked for a bit of the background of how we got into this situation, and I told him, and he, he apologized over and over again, saying, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, and he asked that I leave it with him for about, a, you know, until the next day, and I said, that's fine. And that was that. Um, he, was very, he was very pleasant to deal with, and, but he was also very apologetic, which surprised me because people out here are scared of Hydro-1. They're quite, they're quite you know, nervous when they see Hydro-1 around. And um, so then about an hour and a half later, I got a call from a, a gentleman by the name of Imran who said that he was a director of uh, I don't know what, I'm sorry but I, I I just didn't know who he was really and he said that uh we are going to reconnect you at at which point I burst into tears and he said turn off your breaker we'll be there uh, we'll be there tonight uh I couldn't believe it I got off the phone and I was just you know bawling my eyes out my kids thought someone had died <laughs> <laughs> and and so we did what he said um and I had to go take the kids out, and we came home, and my husband was home, and the kids just went nuts. They they, they looked, and they did a double take, and it was just the most incredible thing.
0: Those uh, are excerpts from the Bill Kelly Show earlier on this morning. Uh, Mike Droulet, Global National. Uh, and you can see more of this uh, on Global National Tonight, uh, and of course, a lady whose uh, alias is Carol, and the, the story—just a typical story—one of fourteen hundred who have been disconnected. And by the sounds of this story, it had nothing to do with with Carol. It's they're they're getting caught up in the whole smart meter and and all that other programming, and somehow they got they fell through the cracks and got lost in the sauce. And, you know, for the amount of money that these people are making off of you and me, you'd think they'd have better customer service. But again, you know, it's, here we go again, another monopoly, and and you're the one at the other end of the stick. You heard what she said. She's actually scared. Her neighbors are scared of Hydro hydro One. They're scared of the whole energy system. They're scared of, of Kathleen Wynne making more mistakes. Those are my words, not hers. But I I think if you were to ask her that question, she'd echo uh, what I'm saying. I mean, this is just disgusting. This is exactly the sort of impact that this woman's energy plan has had on us. And it's absolutely disgusting. Now, we all may not be in, in, in dire need like Carol and her family are, but it's eroding into every family budget the same way that it is Carol's. Except... When you're on the margins, you fall through. And Kathleen Wynne just cheers and 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 you know, look what we've done. Well, the auditor general continues to to say this is we're going something's wrong here. We're not doing our due diligence. We're overspending. We're creating energy poverty. Carol is perfect proof positive of energy poverty. And she just keeps, wind just keeps mowing right through it. She admitted she made a mistake. She admitted it's a mistake. How do we know cap and trade, her cap and trade plan isn't a mistake? How is it any different from this other stuff? Will she be crying to us one year ago or one year from now when there's more carols in the world saying, Oh, it was a mistake. The cap and trade was a mistake. The point is these people do not do their due diligence. And people like Carol are falling through the cracks with her family. She's breaking out into tears. They're, they're rejoicing because this Christmas, their present, is their electricity back on. Are you freaking kidding me? This government and their tree-hugging activism is putting people through hell. At every end of, of, uh, of the class structure, of the financial scale. It's unbelievable. Let's bring in uh, Parker Gallant, Vice President, Wind Concerns. He is with us now. Hello, Parker. How are you today?
2: I'm good, Scott, and I'm just listening to you, and I agree with everything you've said.
0: What do you think when you hear stories of, of Carol? Here's a, here's a lady that just got lost in the sauce, fell through the cracks, and blammo, uh, pay up now, pay up now. Like, what the heck is that? I
2: know, and that's, uh, she's not the only one. And Globo has done a good job of sort of highlighting these things all the way through. Um, and I know starting with Jacques Barbeau, I think, back in August. And they've sort of had at least one session almost a week uh, since then. And um, I'm, I was out on a weekend on Saturday up in uh, the Ottawa region and Kanata, actually, and, and Kimburn doing um, town hall uh, meetings. And what I do is I have a presentation. It's a canned presentation called What's in Your Hydro Bill." and I take people through and I I always get really interesting questions afterwards and always get a few stories as well. One of the stories I got on the Saturday at the Canada one was a fellow came up to me afterwards and he said he's got a good friend who has a Tim Hortons franchise which he operated for 5 years. And he says never got, you know, a request from Hydro One when he opened up to pay um, you know, an advance payment or put a deposit down. But he said after 5 years him paying the bills on a regular basis as he had done for the full five years suddenly he says they showed up at his door and they said we need a deposit of seventy thousand dollars and we need it within i think it was a week or two weeks or we will cut your power off so i mean and then i was at another one where i talked to uh, a fellow that uh, ran a uh, foundry and he said he because of his hydro bills, he's had to pink slip a couple of people instead of hiring a couple of people. So, I mean, it, it reaches not just, you know, the individual households who are driven into energy poverty, but it's also affecting job growth throughout this province.
0: I think what also irritates me about all of this uh, as well, Parker, is... You know, yesterday the news story was the majority of Canadians, 89%, as uh, polled by the Auditor General, said when the new cap-and-trade system comes in that they want it line-by-line itemized about how much it costs, and instead they're going to just mush it into that, you know, big old pit of delivery charge. They're
2: yep, uh, just going to hide it. That's right.
0: Exactly. So, But my point is, if Kathleen Wynne has admitted that... The, the green her green energy plans a mistake what's what has she done to convince us that this is not a mistake as well
2: yeah it's kind of scary actually i mean that's you know from the perspective of all of us i think we look at it and say it's just another tax grab i mean we have the lowest you know emissions of of uh, out of our e- electricity sector of basically almost you know anywhere in the world you know, Canada is you know is a is a carbon sink. It actually absorbs a lot more carbon than it spits out. So you know why we are trying to show the world how they should live is beyond me.
0: Uh why? How can you say something is a mistake? And I know I'm asking the wrong person this question, but how can you admit something's a mistake yet continue down the same road? And I mean, how, how are Ontarians supposed to have any sort of confidence in something like whatever the next program is, like the cap and trade, that the same mistakes won't be made?
2: Yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, you know, we've gone, we've we've lurched along in terms of the energy sector, the electricity sector in particular, you know, realizing that Hydro One is a monopoly, as are all the local distribution companies that deliver that electricity to our homes. They're monopolies. You know, there's not, uh, you know, it's not like the cell phone people. They can't come in and offer a, a different plan, or you don't have a choice. You can't shop around. You know, you only have one choice, and if you've got... You know, a house that's heated electrically. What are you going to do? You can't spend twenty thousand dollars putting vents in and and a, and a new furnace in. You know, well,
0: again, to... once you're talking about things like cap and trade, I mean, natural gas, which was supposed to be the efficient way to heat your home, just like electricity was forty years ago when they were selling us that bill of goods. Then it was we got to convert you to to, to natural gas, so everybody converts to natural gas, and now they're going to tax the bejeebers out of that, just like electricity.
2: And Exactly. And I mean, and they're, they're talking about, you know, uh, extending natural gas lines, pipelines, into rural Ontario. You know, and at the same time, they're saying we should use electricity to heat our homes. Yeah. I mean, this government has stumbled, you know, from one energy plan to the next and really don't know where they're going. And it's just a, it's cost us all money
0: and it's cost us jobs throughout the province. I mean, in re- in regard to uh, this case with Carol, here's what Hydro One had to say. Well, you know what it did is it shed light on the on the need for my team uh, to look at this further and to look at uh, our policies on disconnections. And uh, as a result of that, we said let's uh, institute the moratorium one week earlier is the right and fair thing to do. Um, it just brought to their attention. Are you buying that, Parker? No, not at all.
2: I mean hydro one had the biggest arrears uh, in the province you know they had collectively more arrears than the other you know 60 or 65 ldc's local distribution companies operating here and they only have you know 25 percent of the of the uh, households dealing with them they had a hundred and i think it was 105 million dollars in arrears at the end of the end of the uh, year but they don't report that in their statements they you know they they cloud the issue and confuse the issue. And who knows how many, there were 60,000 people cut off over the past 12 months. How many of them were Hydro One customers? I have wondered that myself. They don't tell you that, but my guess is that probably 50 to 60% of those people that were cut off are Hydro One customers. Their, their delivery charges are way in excess of anybody else's except, you know, for Algoma power, but Algoma is way up there in the Northwest and they've got, you know, hundreds of thousands of hectares to, to service, so.
0: Uh, Kathleen Wynne obviously admitted uh, uh, last week the mistake. Will this resonate with people in this story and people getting their their, their electricity cut off and such and, and the way that the thankless and lack of service way that, that this uh, this corporation is handling this?
2: It's hard to know, because if, the, if you've got your power cut off, you don't have TV, you don't yeah. often have access to social media, so you don't know what's going on, right? I mean, that's the, the whole problem, is that you cut somebody off, and they become as if they're, they've they moved out of their home and living in a cave. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, and, you know, there's other stories that one story that Global um, had was this woman was, you know, retired, living in her house, she had been an artist, she I was living on our old age pension or CPP and and uh, OAS and uh, they cut her off. The same thing, a billing error, they cut her off and she was on a well. And she, you know, the pump of obviously in a well, yeah. wasn't, you know, wasn't working because it runs it needs electricity to run. So she was forced to go to her neighbors to have a shower. She was forced to go to her neighbors to, you know, get a bucket of water to bring back to her place so she could survive in her home. It's just ridiculous. And I'm sure there are hundreds of stories similar to Carol's and that lady that I mentioned that are spread throughout the province. We just don't hear about them.
0: Parker Gallant has been with us, Vice President of Wind Concerns Ontario. Parker, thanks for the time and insight. As always, much appreciated. Well, thank you, Rob, for keeping your focus on this. Thank you. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.